Hi, I'm Bella Hilton, and you're listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. This podcast explores the power of the mind, the mind-body connection, and other supportive mindset techniques to help you to not only cope on this journey, but to thrive. In each episode, we'll do a deep dive into a different topic to explore the things that can support you in being more fertile, conceiving your baby, and make a huge difference to your life. You are powerful, and you have dreams. And when you get your mind on board with your deepest desires, well, miracles happen. Welcome to the Miracles Happen podcast today. I am your host, Bella Hilton, certified life coach, master NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist, and fertility mindset master. And today we're going to talk about a topic that is actually near and dear to my heart, and that is unexplained infertility. But ladies who do have some kind of diagnosis like PCOS or endometriosis or blocked fallopian tubes or anything else, stay tuned and keep listening because if you really want to make sure you leave no stone unturned in your journey, exploring for yourself what I'm talking about today will also serve you on your journey. So in talking about unexplained infertility, is that any of you listening today? And really, what kind of diagnosis is that? I can tell you right now, I think it's a BS diagnosis and does nothing to serve women who have received this very unhelpful reasoning or lack thereof. It takes your power away. And today, ladies, I want to give it back to you. What any doctor who has given you this meaningless diagnosis actually means is that they cannot explain it. It's outside their purview of thinking and training. But I can tell you this, that was my diagnosis for over 13 years. Basically, we can find no reason why you haven't gotten pregnant. I mean, there were a few times during that 13 years, though, that I lost my periods. And once I was told I had a lazy ovulation. But again, I explained why this had happened for myself, and I fixed it for myself. Because again, I was told that they could actually find nothing wrong with me or could do nothing to help me even when I'd lost my periods. And that is to say, they could find nothing wrong with me on their tests. So they didn't know how to help me um, because I wasn't um, showing up any abnormalities on their tests. And they base all their reasoning on a few tests, hormone profiles, FSH, AMH, and, you know, uh, fallopian tube tests, maybe some thyroid panels, etc. And you know what? It is actually great to be informed and be tested and to have that knowledge. Like I really, um, you know, really encourage women to go out and be tested. Information is power and simply helps guide you on your journey, right? Never be afraid of having the knowledge you need in order to know what to do next. Because it could be really uh, simple. It could be a really easy fix. The medical route is a necessary one sometime to rule out something simple. Great. But if you've been given that unexplained infertility diagnosis, well, I think you deserve to go a bit deeper um, with an explanation and a bit deeper on the analysis of this so-called unexplained. 
Because, you know, did you know, one study showed that in women without any anatomical reason for infertility, the majority showed severe psychological conflict regarding the wish for parenthood. And I'll put that reference um, on my podcast page for that study. And it may be one study, but there's also a vast array of anecdotal and of evidence that supports this too. So what did I actually just say in um, simple human terms is, you know, what does a severe psychological conflict regarding the wish for parenthood actually look like? It simply means something that is in opposition to your want for a baby, for a want for a child. Some fear you have about actually having a child. Maybe, but your body and your unconscious are saying, no, no, you don't. It's not safe for you somehow. So we need to unravel that. So if, so for any of you um, explained or unexplained, it's well worth addressing any of your current fears. Some people have perceived fears around being pregnant. Maybe they perceived uh people having complicated pregnancies or, you know, they were in families where somebody had a complicated pregnancy or saw them, or maybe they collected stories online or by watching movies. Um, So maybe they actually fear even getting pregnant in the first place. Um, Some women have fears around giving birth. Now we've all seen the movies and TV shows on how they portray women giving birth. It looks absolutely dreadful, right? Unconsciously, sometimes this is enough to stop some women from actually getting pregnant to have their baby. But there are women who deliver their babies with such ease that it's almost spiritual. So why don't we collect these stories? Why do we collect the crappy stories and internalize those? And in fact, in my research, I came across one um, such example where a woman was so fearful of getting pregnant and giving birth that at the point of ovulation, her fallopian tubes would contract so as to stop ovulation taking place. Think about that for a moment and then you realize how worthwhile it is to actually address your fears. Because like the example I just gave you, your body is listening to your fears. And quite honestly, it's well worth addressing your fears regardless of whether or not this is stopping you from having a baby. I mean, imagine getting pregnant and then just being fearful throughout your whole pregnancy that something could go wrong or being terrified of giving birth. You know, pregnancy and birth are incredible experiences. Don't deny yourself the magic just from fear. Some women are just worried about how they'll balance their careers with having a baby. And that's a real concern now for women, how to stay relevant and up to date and maybe continue to work while still creating a balance within, you know, your family. What other challenges or fears or conflicts have you just been dismissing rather than tackling head on? You know, look the tiger in the eye because often these thoughts aren't a necessarily conscious or chosen thought. That's not to say that these thoughts are totally hidden from us, just that it might take a moment to think about it to uncover them. Okay, so it's not some big scary R's deeply hidden. It just sometimes might take a moment to think about it. You know, fears around turning 40 or never having a baby are usually very top of mind. We know those thoughts. We know these fears intimately and we think about them every day. 
well, at least many of my clients have in the past before we deal with it. That's And it's also worth dealing with those top of mind fears. But it's not always so easy to identify that you're actually really worried about putting on heaps of weight when you're pregnant to the point that you're actually fearful about it. You know, take for example my situation. I had a direct conflict that I needed to address in my thinking in order to get pregnant because addressing it in my thinking changes my emotions, which changes my energetic patterns. And it's centered around being fearful of getting pregnant but not in the way that you think. See, my whole life I'd been dreadfully afraid of teenage pregnancy, getting pregnant at 13 or 15 or whatever. Not that it was actually technically possible, if you know what I mean, but there was a real fear there. Only my body did not hear that age was the thing I was scared of here. It only heard that I was afraid of getting pregnant. So my body protected me, even though I was long out of being a teen um, and long out of feeling unable to cope with having a baby. I'd really ingrained those thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the energetics that went with it in my body to the point I didn't even realize it. But I carried it around and it affected so much my relationships, my sexual awakening, everything. Our minds and that mind-body-spirit connection are weird and wonderful places and so worth exploring. I've had clients who believed that if they had a baby, they were taking away someone else's dream of having a baby. Like somehow there were not enough babies to go around. And let me tell you, there are ladies. So just dismiss that one right now. I've also had clients who once they got pregnant, suddenly had a feeling of, oh, is that it? And they freaked out that their challenge was over and ended up miscarrying, not because they didn't want a baby, but suddenly they didn't know who they were without a challenge anymore because it had been so long. Now it seems crazy, right? But I can assure you, these are perfectly amazing and rational women who just needed to uncover some of their thinking and turn it around because the unconscious mind isn't always rational. It doesn't always make sense. You know, sometimes when I uncover these things for my clients, they're like, but that doesn't make sense. I've had clients who are afraid they would no longer be the center of attention with their husbands. I've heard of people who've had to look after their siblings as children and vowed never again would they be stuck without their freedom. Unfortunately, their bodies heard that, right? Freedom was winning out over babies, but it isn't what they wanted anymore. So they had to turn this around. You know, I've had clients who believed many weird and wonderful things not because they're deranged or think any differently from you or me. The inner machinations of our minds are truly fascinating. It's because we all have different upbringings, different messages we receive, different filters we apply to things, different things that get through to our unconscious mind, like I said, that make absolutely no conscious sense. And I can't stress that enough. I don't know how many times I've been working with a client and we uncover something and I have to say, I know it doesn't make sense consciously. And that's it. We often discount things because they don't make sense consciously. But when it comes to dealing with fears, none of them actually make sense consciously. It's all about our unconscious mind, how it has coded your life experiences and messaging 
and what you find to be safe in your world. You know, fears keep you stuck. Fears say, this is unsafe. Why does one person have a fear of spiders and one person doesn't? Like, for example, spiders actually freak me out. Like, I want to swear here, but they actually really freak me out. Spiders make me act irrationally. Big hairy spiders make me unload a can of toxic spray in my house while I have heart palpitations and feel lightheaded. You know, and I'll actually be on high alert for days afterwards too, always looking, you know, for another spider, even though I know this one that I've unfortunately unloaded a can on is completely dead. But mice, I think, are cute and they don't bother me in the slightest, even wild ones in my house, you know. But my sister, on the other hand, spiders, no drama, mice, well, we had a lot of field mice in our house growing up and I often came home to find her up on the kitchen bench because she saw, you know, a mouse scurry across the floor and I'd have to piggyback her to her room. Now, spiders never did anything to me and mice never did anything to my sister. We have no logical conscious reasoning to be so terrified of them. And I want you to hear this in all capitals, all capitals here, terrified, okay? And these fears only show up when the spiders or the mice show up. They aren't an everyday conscious thought. Like some people might have fears around their ability to protect their child if they deem the world is unsafe or if something happening to them uh, when they were young is causing them to make them feel like the world is unsafe now, but they might not have consciously connected the two. Think about your own world and your own life. Where do you feel like it's unsafe? And I challenge you to start asking yourself some questions around your fears, around your fertility fears, around bringing a child into the world. Write down all of them, big or small, like I said, about the world, about your infertility, about getting pregnant or giving birth or having a baby that you need to care and nurture. Or better yet, maybe get yourself into a quiet space. Take a few deep breaths and take a moment to connect in with yourself and ask your unconscious mind, what are my fears about bringing a child into this world? And then wait for the answer. Now, the answer might come up on the spot or the answer might have to come to you um, in time or it might have just come up to you already now listening to this. Seriously, what was the first thing that came up for you when I just asked that question? Don't dismiss it. Write it down. Consider it. The answer might come to you in your dreams or it might come to you in a few days' time. Just be open to receiving the answer and don't dismiss things that you think you may have dealt with already too. If it popped into your mind, then it's probably something you need to address. And when you get the answer, the key then is to address those fears. Start to challenge and rewire your brain for success. Now, some fears require a lot more challenging and perspective shifts than other fears, but again, the best thing is to start, okay? Get further down the journey because just like a blood test of your hormone profile, which is important and it's information on your journey, so is your psychological profile, which many doctors don't even think about. Both are simply saying, are the current conditions conducive or optimal to conceiving a baby 
Are my mind and body supporting me on this journey or creating resistance? And remember, the mind often has great influence over the body, so getting your mind on board is a great place to start. A fear or conflict is simply your way of letting yourself know you have something that needs addressing. It's not something big and scary here that's going to keep you stuck forever or that you're just not going to be able to find in the deep recesses of your brain. It's nothing like that. But getting your mind working for you is one of the key areas of a successful fertility journey, regardless of age or diagnosis, because it will get your emotions working for you and it will get your energy field working for you and it will start to change your results. So ladies, look the tiger in the eye, write your fears down and look it in the eye. It's usually not as scary as you think it's going to be. And if you want a hand uncovering or challenging your fears, simply write to me directly or set up a free 30-minute chat with me where we can start to talk about it all. I help my clients move past their fears every single day. Just pop over um, to my website at studiofertility.com and like I said, email, email me or choose a time on my calendar to chat. It's that simple. Remember, don't fear your fears. They are often the key to your freedom and success. And when addressed, well, miracles happen. Enjoy my loves and I will see you next time on the podcast. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. If you like the show and you want to check out more podcasts, just head to studiofertility.com slash podcasts or you can leave us a review. When it comes to conceiving your baby, we're going to leave no stone unturned. So join me next time where you will get more insider knowledge that currently only my clients have access to. And let's get your dreams back on track.